Your readings, wrestling fans, and welcome to a brand new Squared Circle Society Live. I'm Flesh Wound Dan, joined as always by producer Tad. Good evening. Glad you're able to show up for this, Dan. We're too afraid for the last interview. He was in protest. You know how he feels. And Pugs Dread. Namaste. Some ninjas. What's up? Todd had to bleep a lot of ninjas today, for sure. That's not what I was bleeping. (laughs) (laughs) Working hard. Uh, What do we got? We got uh, Harley Racist coming soon, which now I really want to see that character. They got to watch the interview. Don't be giving that away. I won't give it away. You can see the uncut interview with the Soul Taker on patreon.com slash flesh features uh you can watch the youtube version right now Ignore so big big thank you to to soul taker that guy's yeah. really cool that was yeah crazy. he is he is fuck blue cane yeah i see i figured he was gonna go after uh someone else who has a better hat than his the guy dan stole his gimmick from I mean, I have the best ooh, hat ooh, ooh. of a living man. Oh, you were talking Zack Ryder. Yeah, well, no, I'm better than you Ryder. Arrogant fuck. He should kick your ass, too. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the dead one he was thinking of? The what? He's a soul taker. He's dead. So I was going to oh, say, because I am alive, I have the best hat. Well, one, soul taker doesn't wear a hat. And you'd know that if you watched our interview. I don't know. I thought he might have worn or a hat. Or had you been on, actually. Could you as hardly racist, dude. Give you point at point, get your head a little more pointy. Perfect, Dan. You might want to move on off this subject before I gotta answer censor pugs again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work on my flying head, but, but before we do that, be yes. sure to check out the Soul Taker interview right check now. Out. Yes, uncut yes. on Patreon so pugs can say his dirty words. <laughs> <laughs> pugs uncensored on Patreon. What up, Ben Grimm in the chat? Although I'll be doing? honest, Howdy. I don't think I should have had a censor word of that. Thank you. It was like six times. I counted. I don't think you were. A but see, here's the thing: after. it's not you saying it, Dan. It's totally different. YouTube doesn't understand that. They do too, because I watch. Have you never seen heard of a rap video, Dan? Yeah, but that's listed as a rap. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's listed. I, I've never seen Ben Grimm nailed it. That's what's under the hat. I've got like the full. I was a Bam Bam Bigelow fanboy. It's like a whole flame tattoo under here. Uh, those are SS's, not flames. <laughs> those are flames. Okay. Pugs. I, I yeah. thought you got you, yeah. you got the one model exactly after uh, um, um, Becky, after that's... Paul Blart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same Bam, one. Bam Bigelow fanboy. Yeah, I don't know if he ever wow. told you, but we, uh, Jason had a Bam Bam story I'll share tonight when we go over that episode. But uh, uh, yeah, no brony tattoos as of now. We'll see. I don't know what that is. So. You lying sack of shit. He knows exactly what that is. And if you check under, like behind, on the other side, opposite side of the camera, nothing but my little pony. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yes. They're furries, right? Mm, they can enter that category but no it's just my little pony people your people Dan. oh but those are same thing sure playing with sure plastic okay sorry (laughs) i thought they dress up as horses and have sex with each other that that what a brony is that's no that's why they might do that too but no that's what a furry is yeah it's just a boy my little pony fan but 
I'm sure it, that they're not mutually exclusive. I'm pretty sure someone's just as a horse. To be played. fair, though, a girl who likes ponies is probably going to do the pony gimmick, too. So, yeah. <laughs> so bro bronies <laughs> have sex with horses. No, bronies are grown men who like My Little Pony. It's not that hard. That's it's a fandom. Creepier. Well, yeah. don't judge, Dan. Don't judge you. We, we, we're grown men talking about We rest. do very well in the brony com community. <laughs> Are there any... Shout out to any bronies in the chat. I'm sorry uh, about... I would like a brony horror movie. I think, like, just this one dude just pissed off that the last figure available, this little, like, cancer girl got, so she he goes and murders the rest of the family. <laughs> get weird with it. I, I can see that working, you know, just, like, kind of bludgeoning him to death with the hooves sort of thing. Yeah, we always slice and dice, just smash people. Actually, I can yeah. see some good gore scenes coming out of that, but uh, but yeah. Well, anyways, uh, we are here to talk about wrestling and not yeah. uh, sexual fetishes. I promise. Well, that's all Ben's fault for bringing up Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ben. He should know better. Uh, ben Grimm, chat veteran. Uh, all right, so let's kick it and off. And a real one. Yes, yes, both. Yes, thank you for your service. Stone uh, Gasman as well. There's a lot of vets in the community. Uh, Billy Bean, I believe, as well. Uh, all right, so Bam Bam Bigelow, Beast from the East, Dark Side of the Ring episode. Always a favorite of mine. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow was just, uh, I mean, I talk a lot about Vader in the past on the show. And what an inspiration he was. And, uh, you know, those matches with Sting, uh, the one he had with Davey Boy Smith, those things hold up so well. Uh, just what he was doing as a big man then uh, was not common at all. And uh, Bam Bam was right up there with him. So before we get, get into the episode, just general, like, Bam Bam Bigelow, were you a fan? And any, like, memories from your childhood? Uh, I actually totally forgot that he came up as a partner for Hogan. I, I always remember him as a as a heel. I don't remember him as a as a good that guy. First run that that first smaller run you is probably the one you forgot. Yeah, also, but pretty cool. But I want to remember Bam Bam as a as a bad guy because that's where he was money for me. Uh, ECW, wasn't that what him and Taz was he was he the heel in that? Because that feud yes he was still the heel in that yeah okay because he was still triple threat he was never not triple threat in, uh, triple threat is the shit that's the oh, best yeah. shane that's douglas best, guy yeah, so. that but that's the best uh, you know version of it is those two and you like the triad and, you know, <laughs> the jersey triad i, I loved it, him with ddp yeah. and canyon I always thought they could have gotten more mileage out of it. I thought it was awesome, and I was a big fan of all three. Same. Uh, but, yeah, my, my the, the memories that stand out the most are uh, Bam Bam Bigelow and ECW. Uh, and I'm glad they went over that in, in uh, on the episode because uh, that was nice to revisit. Yeah. Maybe want to go watch the match, <laughs> watch the <laughs> lead-up to it, too. She was crazy. I I wonder how much that hurt Taz to break kayfabe. In that oh, I love that they he makes that a too. comment. Yeah. It's like, no, man, so I feel dirty. So old school. <laughs> he doesn't do it. That that's why it's like. <laughs> so. That was actually funny. I did pop for that. Uh, oh, you guys remember Major Pain? That was oh, awesome. Yeah. Seeing him pop up. Yeah, Snake. You calling me a liar? 
boom. <laughs> Snake Eater 3 with uh, Lorenzo Lamas. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but a lot of people forget that he had that early WWE run. First Survivor yeah. Series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm teaming sorry. with Hulk Hogan and everything. I mean, he was kind of, unfortunately, at that time, given that giant push to a newer guy. And yeah, Andre wasn't having that. <laughs> See, that's that's the one thing about then. Like, it was still very protected and outsiders and newbies. Everyone yeah. was protective of their spot. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but and I, I, you know, he's a big fucking guy. But that's Andre the fucking giant. He's gonna do whatever the fuck he wants to do to you. <laughs> he doesn't want any other big guys there, even if he is. The <laughs> but like, I would like. That's intimidating as fuck. Andre with his deep ass voice and his fat ass hands, like, hey. <laughs> so green. I don't call the shots, dude. <laughs> Bam Bam just like comes up to in the locker room and it's like starts talking about spots he wants to do. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> While he's playing his cards, he <laughs> the original mass transit incident. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> Bam Bam just looks across at him why don't you go shit in a tub you fat beast <laughs> I'll go sit in my one seat <laughs> bucket shitter <laughs> oh. yeah I felt bad for Bam Bam in that in that scenario but um, yeah. it gets yeah. worse for him which sucked but uh yeah, very nice guy, protective father. I liked hearing that story. Todd, yeah. as a dad, I'm sure you appreciated that. Appreciated that. Absolutely. Um, it's <laughs> funny with Bam Bam. Like now, like because I've heard the stories, you know, the running it in the fire and all this stuff. But now it's like, are these stories real? It's kind of like, <laughs> are they? Are... You know what? They're probably just exaggerated. He pulled over. They were already outside the burning building. He just made sure they got further away. <laughs> They danded but, it up, <laughs> but I, I don't want to quote Cody's quote already because he says it in the doc when it's uh, when it's when they believe the when they believe the what was it? Oh, that was a good line. What the fuck yeah. was it? When they believe the hype, when they stop believing the hype, I no. forgot. <laughs> It'll come to me because I was like that. Yeah, that's such a good line. Um basically print the print the when it comes to the truth or the legend print the legend oh there you go yeah print the legend <laughs> so very but uh, yeah i never even thought about that before till they were saying like they're in you know in asbury park and like just all the story i i get it you know he's a local guy and things get well we all know how wrestlers yeah. are things get a little bit <laughs> more grandiose <laughs> I'll, I'll say it like that yeah, I mean, this episode goes over his bounty hunter run at 19 and rescuing that girl in Mexico and a uh, lot of crazy stories. I mean, you look at the guy and I can, number one, I 100% believe the daughter story, just slapping the shit out of that guy because, yeah, I, that daughter, definitely, definitely his, that happened. You mean his son when he got punched in the face? Oh, it was a son. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't think if it was his daughter, I don't think the guy would have lived. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, it was his son, yeah. <laughs> uh also just kind of reminding you too, like how he did know Diamond Dallas 
page. Uh, Way Club, back. Club days. Club Xanadu. Uh, and, quack, uh, quack, bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish I could have been a fly on the wall uh, back then. Just, I'm sure that just had to be crazy. So I guess Canyon didn't go to that bar. He went to a different one. <laughs> oh, Todd. He went to I, hang out, not to. I not just cruise. I, I didn't know what dance uh, about. I just meant because he hadn't. You know, I know he goes back too. The flag in the pocket. But, whoa, Dan! Don't make me have to edit you. Damn. Uh, <laughs> flag. F L A G. Uh, all right. So. You made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> you totally did. <laughs> all right. So I'm clarifying because <laughs> out of context. I'm, don't um, worry, I'm probably just gonna cut it down. <laughs> you dig in that hole. All right. So uh they talk a little bit about him going to Larry Sharp's uh monster factory, which of course is legendary. Um and uh I love some of the old like home video in some mm-hmm. of these dark side of the rings this year. 1985, him getting his head tattoos and everything. I thought that was really cool. Um, and just like that, how small, small in the sense of the community wrestling was at that time, because Paul Heyman was writing up Bam Bam Bigelow uh, in his wrestling magazine. And, uh, you know, just such a small world and where you're at now with some of these guys uh is is crazy and yeah a lot of people do forget they kind of look at bigelow as a kind of 90s guy they kind of forget that you know he did have that early run which which doesn't get talked about a lot it was the late 80s it wasn't super long at least the wwf run portion which yeah which is i mean we haven't touched upon um you know his biggest match arguably i mean at least most widely known match that's, of yeah. course, is WrestleMania 11. 10? 11. Okay, yeah. I was one of the two shitty manias. <laughs> <laughs> but that is the shittiest mania. But that was a bright spot on mania. We'll talk yeah. about another shittiest tonight, too, later. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you look at the match with Lawrence Taylor, number one, Bam Bam Bigelow main evented that WrestleMania. They went last, and going Sorry, last Sean. is the main event. Uh, yeah, I... That always drives me nuts when people are like, well, it was last, but it wasn't the main event. I'm like, bullshit. You go last, you're the main event. That's the main event. It's not a concert. These aren't encores. (laughs) You can advertise for co-main events and all this shit. They're main event levels for sure. But but then there is – you you can steal the show show for sure. You can own the show, but you're not the main event if you're not. Well, everyone thinks – Hogan Rock was the main event. People forget there's a match after it. So. Uh, absolutely, and they outshined it. But, yeah, shout out Jess Graham in the chat. Um, um, ben Grimm says. Ben Grimm. Bam Bam was my favorite character in the WWF WrestleMania, the arcade game. against yeah. badass. The, the acclaim yeah. one, yeah. Yes. Did he make it to any of the home video versions or home video? Jesus Christ. The home one? Any of the console versions? Why, why do I remember his head being on fire when he jumped off? Oh yeah, but I'm trying to remember because there was like every version of the game like didn't have all the people. Maybe the Sega CD one did. I don't know. Oh. But yeah, the um, that match, I always thought it was fine. I mean, he sold his ass off for mm-hmm. Lawrence Taylor, and you know, hey, Lawrence Taylor was a huge star at that time. So I think it, 
you know, does it? It's not going to be listed as one of the great WrestleMania main events, but nonetheless, Bam Bam Bigelow is still part of a relatively small group of people who can say that they main evented. I don't think it's relative, dude. That is a small group. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, you figure Roman's done what eight now? Eight, <laughs> Hogan man. had so many. Then you Hogan had seven. So Rock yeah. Austin, yeah. There, yeah. there is a. It's not a giant, you know, number. Even though there's thirty yeah. plus WrestleManias at this point, Hogan has like eight. And, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's it's not a lot of people sneak into that spot, but uh, but yeah, no. I mean, I, I think that was telling that they trusted him for that, especially being a larger guy. But I mean, man, what he could do in the ring was just amazing i always regretted that we didn't get like a proper like vader bigelow feud where you just let them off the leash and let them you know do what they wanted to do i would have loved to have seen something in their prime a singles match i think that would have been uh absolutely amazing but uh this does follow that sad uh thing that you see with all of these episodes pretty much injuries pile up starts you know down the dark path with the drugs and everything uh but it's a pretty positive episode he was a really good dad minus the driving incident of course um and yeah this one was sad i I was gonna bring up uh uh jason jason uh rob had a Bam Bam Bigelow story. Did he ever tell you guys his Bam Bam Bigelow story? I don't recall, but refresh us, please. He, I want to say it was one of his first wrestling events when he was a kid. And he somehow like snuck off over to like the curtain and kind of like was peeking under it and saw Bam Bam Bigelow just kind of chatting it up, you know, and Bigelow spots him does a beeline and he turns and runs right as he sees Bigelow coming <laughs> to punt him in the head. <laughs> that was So they definitely protected it. So Jason nearly got kicked in the face by <laughs> what was our other he could have been that kid in uh what was the other dark side? Who who kicked the with hacksaw? Who was it that kicked the guy in the face? Oh Doink. Was yeah. it Doink? Yeah, it was doing okay. the fan that he yeah. kicked the eyeball out of his head. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he could have had one of those. That could have been Jason. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jason's running around like snake pliskin. <laughs> I tell you about the time Bam Bam Bigelow <laughs> <That's a good laughs> story. tore my eyeball out of my head. Um, yeah, you know, one that the sad thing about this one, you can tell the wife still like loves him but has some major issues with him. I and think she's still just mad that he left and like he couldn't beat it, which is addiction's a motherfucker and it, depending on what you're addicted to, it, it it's just yeah. It could be it could spiral out of control so fucking fast. It sucks. And it happens immediately. Eating oxys like candy is not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that's for yeah, sure. if you can avoid it at all costs, I, I would recommend so. But I remember yeah. when everyone was on fucking oxys and all that shit. Jesus, doctor sounded like a piece of shit. I remember. Oh, he's just a fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, I 
wish they would have spent a little bit more time on the WCW run. That was kind of like the most limited. Because like I said, I really did like the Jersey Triad run. Mm -hmm. And we're not talking that long, but say what you will about WCW. That was certainly a bright spot for me. And I thought they did some really cool stuff. Um, But we'll get to that era in a little bit because I'm actually a fan of that stuff. I am too. Oh wait, are you talking? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll will in the next episode for yeah. sure. But but uh, I think the next one we'll probably have even more to talk about. Any like just closing thoughts on this episode and Bam Bam Bigelow? I, I wish it never would have happened, and he would have had a run with the title. I want to see all these athletic big men just stop being heaters and actually be a fucking a thing to be dealt with. And like Bam Bam's a perfect example of like. Can you imagine if he went on a fucking heel run and just beat the shit out of everybody? That's money. And and also, he's a nice guy in the back. Come on. So, it's unfortunate as fuck. Yeah. There, there are those Kevin Nash stories, though, about uh, the, the cartel <laughs> incident. I don't know if you heard that one. But... I know he had some issues in Mexico, but... <laughs> well, what, why don't you tell us that? Uh... On Kevin, why do you Nash's, keep making me pull out stories that, for people who don't know? On Kevin Nash's podcast, he click this talked about an incident where, uh, yeah, shout out to click this. I got to interview Sean Oliver, which was awesome. He's such a cool guy. But they were at a bar, a little bit rough, and I guess there were cartel guys there, and Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. I don't remember if anybody else was there. They were pretty cool getting along with them until Bam Bam Bigelow. Do you remember the story now? Yeah, go ahead. Up to one of them and drops a slur. Uh, he wasn't just ordering food. I don't. I don't think they did anything. I mean, just Bigelow got some kind of hair up his ass about something and drops it, and then Nash and Nash says like. All of a sudden, he and Hall look like ghosts. Like they, <laughs> they think they're gonna die. Like we come this far, and now we're gonna die in this bar. Um, fortunately, they did not die. But uh, yeah, that that was the gist of the story. A bit, ben Grimm does compare Bronson Reed, and I agree. No, he's asking who is like Bam Bam now. Bronson, then- for sure, in terms of his uh, style. I don't quite – if they just give a sustained push to the guy. Yeah. You know, also, they like, always treat the big people like heaters. Stop. Yeah. Like Noah Joe. He, he's always so close to getting the – in WWE. Always so close yeah. to getting the big belt, and then he just falls flat. So close, falls flat. It's annoying. It's, you know, they try to do it with uh, Strowman. At least they gave him a shot and some time with the belt. But Bronson Reed, I think, can do it. His tidal wave splash is fucking cool. Oh, yeah, it, it's awesome, and there's so much more he can do. Mm-hmm. I hope he doesn't regret going back to WWE. I mean, he has, he oh, got a win that. over Okada in Japan. So, Well, he was, also, he, he's a Heyman guy. Heyman likes him a lot, so fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I think he's carrying on that big man tradition. So. Do right. it better. <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. Um, all right, so. Bash at the Beach 2000. Bro. Bro. Um, so, I 
I'm glad they're doing episodes like this because I do feel we're going to need more uh, sort of based around events. Shit shows? <laughs> yeah, shit shows. Uh, uh, and just... Ben you know, Grimm not- is correct. Jeff Cobb could be huge. He's huge now, but yeah, he should be bigger. He's too good. Yeah, what happened to him? I don't see him anymore. Is he in a promotion He's that no one cares about? New Japan and AEW and Ring of Honor. So He's in AEW too? Okay, well. So Most, mostly Ring what. of Honor, but it's for the Aussie Open. Uh, he needs to stop joining groups and just be his own man. <laughs> I think he's yeah. one of those got modern guys, though, that just is content just being a traveling wrestler because he's made a lot of comments about not being interested in going to WWE. Or So I agree, but he's also like, I think he's like around 40. Is he? Yeah, he's not young. Uh, well, neither is LA Knight, and he's like the big hot shit right now. I, sure. I would take Jeff Cobb in a heartbeat. I, I agree. Jeff Cobb is great, but he just may not be interested. He in may not be interested in main roster, but he would be NXT champion in, within a year. Oh, I yeah. I have no problems having guys that are just regulars that just stay in NXT. Yeah. Not a, you know, of, yeah. handful. Give them a handful of those types. Chris Hero type, maybe, that just you don't think is going to connect on the main roster and just let them go. Oh. I agree. Sacrifice him for Roman. Made the right choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Bash at, uh, Bash at the Beach 2000. So before we get into it, uh, for those that may be unaware what happened at Bash at the Beach 2000. Uh, so obviously this is at a point when WCW was the shits. And I was a WCW guy as much as I was a WWF guy. I I'm not that. I still stuck with it till the very end. I don't deny that that last year and a half was rough <laughs> like, I, I enjoyed years. the train i love the man. yeah i love the crash tv yeah i i mean I it was a lot but i'm with todd here <laughs> i think wwe did it better if we're being honest well no no they're, yeah. okay there, there's a difference between that yes they're both crash tv but wcw was like bad crash tv which made it fun to watch at times i mean there were certain things like oklahoma <laughs> that like, was so bad. See, God, it makes yeah. me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it, there was a lot of cringe and not good cringe because they also couldn't go well, as that, far, and that was the problem. Like they, they would get. I mean, even Nash has talked about this too. Like they would ask, like, "Oh, hey, can we do this?" And that was like, "No." Like they were shot down. It's not that there wasn't a willingness to do, like. HLA necessarily something like that in WCW is like they just couldn't do it. Uh, so yeah, Ben Grimm was a fan. He liked yeah. the new blood stuff. Same here. I, I had the shirt immediately. I'm like, I'm into this. <laughs> I see, I wasn't because it was just like, okay, so we're turning all of the, the young guys heel. It it doesn't really work. Like, you know what I mean? Like it just, I wasn't overthinking this. I wasn't smartened up. Well, I I was, but I wasn't, I was just a fan at that moment. I'm like, I want to see where this train wreck hits. And I like all these new guys. Not everyone in that group was cool, but like, I like, but uh, anyway, Mike Sanders would go on to do more than he did. I don't know. His size obviously prevented that, but he was a good talker. But uh, Mike awesome was part of that. And I was hoping he would Talk about missed opportunity. Where's his dark side of the ring episode? <laughs> <laughs> I, God, I want to say he was, 
rumored to have one at some point. Is he? Uh, I mean, <laughs> it fits. That guy was fucking awesome. Talent wasted. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. Those Masato Tanaka matches. Fucking oh. throw it on right now. I'll be happy. <laughs> Any one of them. Those are still like the ultimate demolition derby. Even at the match. one night stand, they killed it. Like yeah. you didn't have to go that fucking hard. <laughs> I did, and I was dreading that match because I was like, there is no fucking way this is gonna hold a candle to what they did in ECW. <laughs> And they did. Like, yeah. I was like, wow, they put on a prop. Especially, you know, you're coming off of WCW, Mike Awesome. So it's like, he's maybe not quite Yeah, he awesome had something to anymore. prove. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that 70s guy or the fat chick thriller. Yeah. Was Mike Awesome. <laughs> I don't understand how they thought that this cool fucking dude who does not need any of the, any of that flair bullshit just have him yeah. outside and kill everybody. Like <laughs> that Brock Lesnar him. <laughs> it is fun. they paid Mike Awesome a lot of money to go to WCW. And then it's like, let's make him the fat chick slayer. And then the it was the fat chick thriller. Fat chick thriller. There you go. Come on, get it right. Ben Grimm, Mike Awesome, WCW versus Taz WWE for the EC title was was crazy. Oh yeah. Especially but having last minute Taz decision. Get pinned. Like Taz just gets pinned at the beginning, and it was just. Like, I thought it was when he, Taz won yeah, to get the belt. The belt. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the last right before Taz left. Yeah, when, when, when he oh. went for Dreamer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we're kind of off the, you know, bash the. We thing. are. You're doing the setup. <laughs> You're doing the setup. Yeah. So WCW at that point obviously needed a hit. <laughs> <laughs> they needed something something to catch and fast. And it's so amazing. Bash at the Beach 2000. You go back to the NWO in 96. We're not talking that long and just how far they declined in such a short amount of time. It's just insane to me. Because um, it, it's not that long. And uh, so going into the Corporations this, involved. Uh, yeah. Going into this... Uh, and the Russo Bischoff stuff. This episode actually recaps quite a bit as far as Russo's rise to power, Bischoff being fired, then coming back, then overseeing Russo. Uh, it it, it <laughs> spent a lot of time at the beginning not really talking about Bash at the Beach directly. Well, well it's it's mm-hmm. hard. How do they do that? It's basically both of them just telling the story. Zero's yeah. change. This is kind of a pointless episode if you really think about it. Mm-hmm. No, no new information. While it, w- it could have swayed some people, though. Because I'm still on the fence. I, oh, no. I, I'm like, now I'm absolute on who I think it is. But we'll talk about that. The, which oh, is the liar. Yeah, we'll, we'll close because I was. Well, they're both happen. full of shit. <laughs> yes, but here's the. I'll, I'll just say this now. But the one thing is, Russo will take credit for his shitty ideas. Uh-huh. Okay. And his best friend was suing the company, uh, Bischoff's. So even if he wanted to tell the truth at this point, he couldn't, because he's already gone on record for the Hogan lawsuit. God. Oh, good. Okay. That's that's so that's true. oh, there we go, there we go. Bischoff's the fucking liar. I said that's my opinion. <laughs> um, it it is interesting here because they kind of Dave Meltzer's on the episode too, mm. and your favorite. Uh, there's a I lot. I I cannot listen to Meltzer, and it, it, I would I re- have re- I would have rather had Cornette, but I understand why he wasn't on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> you Last can Storm listen. didn't need to be there either, 
right? <laughs> he had to be there because I think he just was like the representation of the locker room. And <laughs> also like the fact that like Vince Russo, I love when he tells that story. Vince Russo wanted me to be Eric Bischoff's oh. illegitimate son. And there's like 10 years, if that age difference between us. Was he there for that bash at the beach though? Yeah, yeah I think he said he was there. in the locker room. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think he might have been in Team Canada at that point. Yeah, he definitely would have Surprise been. Surprise wasn't a Russo guy though. He's strapping him with all the fucking belts. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, that yeah. that was probably his second idea. <laughs> I there's a longer debate about Russo in general because if you watch a lot of, I tagged him. He might have watched. <laughs> I did too. What's up, bro? <laughs> if you watch a lot of shoot interviews with him or you know his podcast. Uh, whatever you can see how he's a very persuasive guy like I can see how he was able to rise from a guy who ran a video store again 1995 I think he closed that down I might be wrong on my years there but I think uh, he owned it later than that yeah I but he ended up in that short amount of time a guy who ran a struggling video store to a guy that's booking wwe uh that's you you know quite a few steps but yeah sure but i'm saying like he rose through those ranks fast with the magazine and uh the fact that if even if you hate russo you have to at least give him credit for having the balls to essentially tell vince the product was shit i don't think anybody could have done that after that no i disagree i I think there could be but you got a 50 50 shot Vince is either going to love that and respect that you did it, or he's going to fucking hate you and bury you. I think I think he he's gotten so big, and the company's gotten so big since then. I don't think anybody could tell him that, even if he knew. I don't. Maybe Triple H, I, but actually, no, I don't. Because look what happened to Triple H. It's like uh, we're just going to fire everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all of your guys just gone. Uh, we'll have you scrubbing toilets. Uh, so I 100% believe that nobody could have done it after or and certainly not now. So th- there is a legacy there, even if you hate the guy or you don't like his booking. That that alone, I think, was an important moment in wrestling. Um, so Now, for yeah. the booking, I'm going to state this very clearly. Vince Russo did his best booking at WWE, but he also had all of his ideas going through a filter. Yeah. We've all seen him filter lists in WCW. While it was fun to watch, it's not really a good wrestling product. Yeah. And I think that gets old after a while. Like, we remember that era of Jerry Springer and everything. I feel like now, for a modern audience, you'd... I don't know. I don't think you could do it. You'd have to go much further. Then there's the political correctness problem. Uh, it, it's it just that that style wouldn't sustain you for long. I do think there's uh, you know three hours of raw. Could you take an hour and maybe make it a little bit more like a shotgun Saturday night kind of feel? Maybe you could probably make a case for that. But I don't want to and uh, something yeah. a little more, you know, obviously a separate location. Well, yeah, you just like picked a, a B show, so it's like, yeah, let's let's make it a little more like Velocity at that last hour. <laughs> uh, 
Because you not have went with Warzone? Come on, give us something that we could there understand. You go. There <laughs> you the old go. theme song for the video game? Um, but, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, they do talk a lot about the Crash TV philosophy that took over WCW. Well, um, after Dark, as long as it's yeah. not back to Underground. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, 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 no, we don't want to steal into the guy after Dark. They do, t- <laughs> they do talk uh, Bischoff when he got let go in 99, the slashed uh budgets russo not getting a raise and that that's bullshit what for smackdown and that infamous conversation with vince it's like you make enough to hire an annie which does sound like a vince thing to say it does i'm with i'm with russo on that like dude now i'm I'm doing two shows my plate's got even fuller yeah you can afford it we can afford it. I'm making you all this fucking money. I'm making you. We are now an actual global fucking product. <laughs> but you know Vince. what? Vince was right. Vince McMahon's just well, like my well, game turned out fine. It, well, it's like, he, it turned out fine, but it wasn't as fucking fun for a while. I uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't like the poster. It took a minute. It, you could yeah. tell it was different. Mm. It was like wrong sounding Muppets. It bothered me. <laughs> yeah, and. It is it is a funny time though in general. Uh, Jer- uh, Jeff Jarrett, who's in this episode, and he talks just how polar opposite uh, Russo and Bischoff were, personality wise, booking wise. Like they were just so uh, so different. They go over some of that. I-, I will say there there have been ideas attributed to Russo over the years, particularly in TNA where he was getting blamed for it. And it may have been like a, a, a Dutch Bantel thing or somebody else, you know, anything bad tends to stick well, to him. He can be a lightning rod for all the bad shit wherever he goes. So. Yeah. But that's a good reason to keep him on your writing. That's <laughs> uh, just like, no, he could stay. <laughs> <laughs> they do run down. The ideas. Now, this is where this episode kind of becomes a little bit of a clusterfuck, much like the event, because they're trying to explain where they were going with it. But first off, before we get into that, what were you thinking when you were watching it? Because I remember watching this pay-per-view, and I've heard some people defend it. They like, oh, look at the intrigue. I just felt like I got cheated. You know, I got cheated out of a proper main event. It It didn't feel like it made any sense any way that they were talking about trying to make sense out of it you know i i don't need i'm not a big fan of that just like oh yeah this is all like bullshit and we're just gonna tell you like you know come out and tell you it didn't work it was just kind of op awkward i know well, I yeah. don't think the way the plan goes was that was never part of the plan was him to come out and do or it was, but well, yeah. no, see, that's, that's the, the thing. thing. Yeah. yeah, I think that was like my opinion. He did that on his own because I think that's what drove Hoven over the line and made him sue him because he said the B word <laughs> <laughs> and like any shot. And that, and if that's what they agreed on, Hogan's right too because he had that creative control and that's his character. Hmm. So but I, I I do think that's the issue that that was the issue that made everything fall to shit was that promo. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I think. Yeah, I I don't think it was ever going to make 
th- there was no good idea here, in my opinion. Well, yeah, I don't understand why was- Hogan had to be involved anyway. I know Russo said he wanted to give him uh, Jeff Jarrett one more win before he he switched the belt to Booker T. But if Hogan's not willing to do that, just X him out of the equation. But Bischoff yeah. oversaw what he but did. But he had control of his. So if Hogan wanted to do it they were still kind of stuck because he had creative control over his character. And mm-hmm. I guess if his character wanted to be in that, how do you argue that creative control clause? You can't. It does. Feel Which is like where they're... Hogan and Bischoff have the higher, higher ground on here, but I don't like Hogan. So fuck him. I don't really like Bischoff either, but I mean, I Hogan figured you was... would after that tape came out. I like broken clocks right twice a day. <laughs> Hogan definitely was an issue for them at this point. And yeah, creative control contracts don't work <laughs> for sure. But we um, got Booker T as champion out of it. That was cool. There were ways around this though, too. Like his creative control book, a triple threat or something, but no, because the creative control, yeah. he, he doesn't have to, to lose. Like, he can but he can say it. no because it's creative control. Sure. Can, but I don't there's know. There's no way they can book around him. If he wants to be part of that, they can't just be like, okay, we're going to do a three way. Uh, no brother. We're not doing it. They can't. That's creative control. You, there's no working it around out of your, like it's not getting a guy who no shows or doesn't want to do business. And you yeah. just kind of book around it and make it work. This is a guy who you have to, whatever he wants to do, that's what you got to do. He was a money printer at one time. So I understand why they did it, but fuck, dude. That's, uh, I don't like Hogan. <laughs> Neither does Jeff Jarrett. Uh, he kind of went hard there. He's like, yeah, I never looked at Hogan the same way again. Uh, I don't know that they would have, well, shit, yeah. I mean, they would have had uh, some other. TNA, right? So. Yeah, I'd be kind of curious. What? But but at that point, wasn't Jared just a body? Wasn't wasn't he Hogan? Uh, like, in, no, I thought you were going to sack when they were both in TNA. Well, no, but I mean, by the time Hogan came there, I mean, wasn't Jared just there? He wasn't. It was already Dixie's era, and it wasn't his company anymore at that point. Well, I, I don't remember. I can. I remember the timeline. Uh, I can't remember the exact time. And I don't know how much power he had at that point. He could have at that point. He could have just been a talent. Yeah. And had no say in the matter. Because honestly, yeah, it was Dixie's company at that point. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I think Jarrett comes off pretty well. I mean, I do believe he's kind of embarrassed by the whole thing. Jarrett's a guy in general because he got his big, big break when WCW was falling apart. So I feel like a lot of people, he's kind of like the mo- Baron Corbin, I think, is kind of a modern equivalent where he was heavily featured at a time when the product was really bad. <laughs> you know, Constable Corbin, I think he did a good job with that, but he was just heavily featured, but the product sucked so much that the suck stuck to him. And I, that's how I've always felt about Jarrett. I, I do think he is a talented guy that I like. And shout out, Big T. Um, and I, I don't know. I liked him in this episode. I think he's a likable guy. Uh, and yeah, I don't think there's anything new though, really in the That's, episode. That was my biggest thing. I was like, I, I'm yeah. glad they're going to start doing stories, but this, the problem with this one, it's like two people. Yeah. That's it. There's it's one is lying. One's not. 
or yeah. one's a little in the middle. But I mean, that's the the problem. Like, you don't have really uh, other than like Jared's little bit of input. Yeah, and I agree. Uh, ben brought up Jared's still good. He's pretty good. He can get still go. He's good. In yeah. A W. I think I, I kind of disagree with you on the Baron Corbin comparison. I'd say Dolph Ziggler. I could agree with that because there's upward mobility, even if he's never got there. But Baron Corbin, yeah, he's treated by everyone as a joke. And I don't think people treat Jarrett like a joke. I don't think Baron Corbin in 20 years will, like, get that Jarrett. Like, okay, that's a superstar. I can see that happening with Dolph Ziggler, but not with fucking Baron Corbin. Really? That sucks. Yeah. Baron, well, he's repackaged right now in uh, NXT. He's working some shit out. So well, Good. Hopefully yeah. hopefully that changes. Yeah. But as of now, that, as of now that's really what I, I believe. Big T. Okay. I was gonna say I see your question, but I'm gonna see if we have anything else before we go to that. But but no, like anything else on this episode, really? I mean, not, not really. I just didn't get like give me something that I haven't heard before. I'm gonna yeah. defend the episode because uh, we may know a little more about this going into it than an average viewer. Because right. uh, uh, I my mom saw this and she didn't know anything about this crap and she thought found it fascinating. So mm-hmm. I, if you already know the stuff going in, yeah, you're not going to get much. But if you don't know anything at all, or if you know some little bit of information, this could flesh some shit out and make you pick a side. So yeah. I do think it's worth watching. Yeah, sure. I, I'm not saying it's not it like like Russo's product of the era. It's still worth. It's still entertaining to me, <laughs> even if it did. Yeah, it was like it's going in circle. <laughs> like we're not getting an answer, but I didn't expect an answer, but I mean, it's hard. I mean, when you only have two sides, cause even Jared wasn't really like giving, I mean, you know, you, you couldn't use his testimony to figure out what's what, but you needed uh Judy Bagwell on a poll. <laughs> there we up. go. You can read it now. Pugs. Big T question. If Bischoff had purchased the company, would WCW be around today or would it have suffered the same doom? I don't see TNT not getting rid of it eventually. <laughs> anyway, I, I think it'd be I, the same level as TNA, where it'd be around. It just wouldn't be huge anymore. I don't think I, it'd be that low. I think it'd be somewhere between what it was, and and yeah, it's so like that I, low. <laughs> I, see, I don't know. I think it might have still failed only because at that point the name had declined so much. I mean, they would have had the tape library still, but it had to go away. Like, I, I just think at that point, it had to go away. Now, if he took it away for a year or two, you build up. Because we, we all yeah, missed I just, it. Like, I, just I really agreed. missed it, even as bad I as it was at the end. I was, I was, I was actually fine. Like, not, not to – I was younger, so people losing their jobs, that, that part really didn't weigh in on me. But I was glad it was gone. I was like, fuck them. I'm a WWF, WWE guy. Then you saw the product. And then you saw the product when there's just one. When, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I was wrong. I should rethink that. But you know what, Dan? I disagree because you lose that any of that momentum and you're starting over from scratch. As someone who, who's gone and then stopped and then started over, it's you're starting from scratch. It's pointless. Use the momentum, even if it's not great, to, to kind of get it to switch. Like, Impact never went away. They had just as bad of shit on their name. Well, they rebooted, but yeah. They did, but they didn't go away. Yeah. So no, that's and true. that's what the Bischoff era would have been. It would have been a, a restart. 
there was definitely value in the name. I mean, that's the crazy thing. It was $2.5 million to buy WCW and then $1.5 for the tape library. Like, that's insane. We could have kickstarted it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, you're looking at that figure and it's like, shit, you could have possibly have raised the money. You could have had WCW run by Flesh Wound Features. You We're restaffing. <laughs> Some of these fuckers gotta go. <laughs> you could have, you could have had the. I'm out. <laughs> uh, but we should just do some commentary on some end of WCW, like la last couple years, just some of the worst of, and do some Which commentary. Is some of my favorite shit they've ever right. done. So I'm in. <laughs> that might make it fun. Some, some Kiwi <laughs> matches. Ben Grimm. Yeah. Uh, if TNA is still around, WCW would still be around. I agree. Uh, ben Grimm, that's why I don't understand why people seem to want AEW to fail so bad. Having other options builds the industry. Uh, yeah, the, the more people running, the better. I don't know about that much. Well, in, in uh, having places to work is a good thing. Yeah, I'm agreeing. There's a lot of great talent out there that, that you guys haven't heard of. Even like people that follow the indies, there's gems out there that you haven't heard of. Uh, so I have a lot of issues with AEW right now. Uh, you know, look, I mean, the so do you want it to fail? No, of course not. Okay. That's that's, a, that's my point. Even if I never watched it, like I, I'll be honest, I don't really get time to watch NWA now. I don't want it to fail though, just because I don't watch it. <laughs> you know, that's ridiculous. See, Ben knows who the champ should be. Oh, and yep. not Kruger is WCW champion. He's not going to be happy about that. They're going to have a good feud. <laughs> right? I so was going to say, yeah. Hell in a Cell. No, nah, we got to by Flesh. Don't start, Fox. You're going to start giving shit better names. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't say we'd name it that. We just, I'm trying to think how, how Flesh Wound would Put him in a big, big, uh... never mind. <laughs> last house on the left street fight i know like, i still want to do a last house on the left death match but i haven't figured out the way to do it <laughs> don't i don't want you booking it on air dan and i don't want any of your input this is mine not yours you can come up with your can own i get one on air <laughs> beat the piss out of them <laughs> i think that's a piss your pass death match. Piss your pass. There, there's the gimmick you just have to beat your opponent to where they piss <laughs> no that's yeah. not the death match that's yeah no. yeah that's just how you win shut up dan yeah. i don't want your input this is my baby Fuck you, Todd. no pins falls no submissions loser must piss their pants i got it lose uh winner has to piss on dan then there you go <laughs> They'd have to take me out first, Todd. I'm pretty sure they could both just look at you weakened. and make you piss your pants. No. Schlack probably could if Schlack is, yeah. But, yeah. You hear uh, that, Schlack? He's talking shit. Come get him. Oh, shit. I acknowledged how scary the dude is. How's that? Well, now he's shit? talking shit because he knows he doesn't have to see him in a couple weeks. <laughs> yes, that is a bummer. No butthole punch for Dad. Yet. 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 Uh, that's not going to happen ever. But you got December, you got October, December, January. If you want to come back, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. I wish AEW would do certain things better because they could 
get to that point that let's be honest that impact is at where they're not really a competitor anymore you know that window could close for them if they're not careful and they could slip into a wcw like situation so uh i i don't know if they would do that they have too much money backing them like that that suit's just a trust fund baby so i don't i really don't see that happening i think he can run Dixie Carter's family had more money. Than they Tony didn't know. They they were middle class compared to the. <laughs> and I was gonna I was gonna be misogynistic as well. Panda <laughs> Panda Energy, I believe, had more money than the cons. They just didn't spend that much on on. Well, it, it, she had she had smarter parents. Yeah, <laughs> that could at some point. And, you know. and I, she didn't have a bad habit of uh, some nose candy, allegedly. <laughs> well, you know what? If he cuts that budget out, maybe he'll. <laughs> Add another fucking show. <laughs> but since we're talking about the second rate promotion, segue. Oh, segue to SummerSlam. Well, that's not. I don't know. There were a few other Cody documentary because Paul Levesque, Levesque, Triple H. Took a shot. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. I love that. At AEW, <laughs> second-rate company. Yes. Uh, and he didn't directly say AEW. It, it could have been in general, but we all know. <laughs> and I want to clarify, yes, I know the cons are rich, but I believe Panda Energy even more so. I'm I looking at Panda Energy's net worth now. At that time, I believe Panda Ener- Energy was worth a ton. But again, I'm not saying they had access to that. It's just technically, yeah, they they were Panda Energy had more money than Vince McMahon, so you know that doesn't always matter. But American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes documentary, Panda on, Energy. Uh, this is from 2016, Dan. Five net worth of five billion. Okay. What is the Daddy Con's name? I mean, that is post. Uh, you know that that is post um, when Dixie was in charge, I believe. Twenty sixteen. When did Dixie leave? I. It doesn't matter. It, it's close enough for the network at the time. Cons. What are what is what's Tony? What's the dad's name? Not sure. Sh- con uh, Networth. We'll can't. just try Con Networth. Yeah. Now I don't know if they're adding their worth together. Should I, yeah. No, his net worth is twelve billion. Oh, okay. Right now. There you go. So, as we said earlier, Dan. All right, fair enough. Dixie didn't own a fucking NFL team. Yeah. She didn't. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Dan can't even take a slap from Hillbilly. I I never agreed to. Pussy. I'll tell you what. You get one of you get slapped first. But we're not the one who was talking all the shit. I wasn't talking any shit. I have no doubt he would win the slap fight. There you go. He's a big T. I understand everybody wants AEW to be competition to WWE. What's wrong with just being an alternative and doing their own thing? Alternative's the key word. That's all anybody There's only one alternative, and that's XPW. (laughs) XPW is the number one, for sure. Um, But all right. American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes doc. Um, Good doc. Very emotional. He doesn't really dish any dirt, though. Uh, which so I know. Did you expect him to? Yeah, I thought maybe he'd give us a little something. I mean, he only addressed it. It had. He says it had nothing to do with the talent. Um, 
and it had nothing to do with pay. That's all he he gave us as far as him leaving AEW. Uh, I think the answer is fairly obvious. I don't think I don't know if there's like one specific incident where in his head he was like, okay, this is done. I'm going to WWE. But I think it was just in general how it's run, which I don't know if you guys saw that recent story with Lufisto talking about her experiences backstage. I, 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 I trust the was... other workers on huh? this one. I trust the other workers on this one. I, I, I think she might be a little miserable and angry. You're taking Ruby Soho's side? I'm, sure. I'm taking MJF's side. <laughs> but yeah. Well, I'm not because I'll tell you right now. That motherfucker lost me 1,000% with that stupid fucking promo on Wednesday. I was ready with my chant and everything. I was like, this guy <laughs> lost me 1,000%. I didn't see I the don't promo. I give a shit about you anymore. What did he do? Th- that is the exact opposite reaction of everybody else in the world. <laughs> he, he got picked on and uh, by like anti-Semitic stuff, which honestly, if he would have been at XPW, he would have chanted exactly what they said. Uh-huh. Yeah, like he set it up. Like I said, Ozzy, when you watch the promo, you'll know exactly what we would have chanted. I, I actually said 20, 2015, Todd, but <laughs> our front room mafia. Um, so he, he said and he, he like was... he sent it right back after he watched it. Like I just randomly get the chant texted. It's like, that's it. You know, it's like he like sets it up like he was hazed by fans. He's talking about. No, no, no. You don't want to talk about this on here because then we'll have. To I'll say it if you want. I don't care. No, no, no. Because it Todd's. It wasn't really like a hard, like the hard K. No, he talks about Temple a little too much. It's a little too much religion in a promo for me. We'll just go with that. But it was a promo to do with his past, or like, I don't fucking know. That's the problem. It's like crossing lines. No, he's. Yeah. I, what I think is happening is that he's doing it again because everyone thinks that Cole's gonna betray him since he did that backstab bullshit. I do think he's gonna like. I tricked you guys again. You're all fucking stupid. The, the devil always makes you believe he doesn't exist. I think that's really going with it. It I'm almost. Gonna, I'll, I'll have to watch back. it after the show. It almost sounds like uh, Cody Rhodes is ending racism. That, that uh, thing he did. You don't remember that one where he cut that <laughs> promo? I about, probably stopped watching. You, uh, yeah, you may not have been watching at that point, but uh, yeah, uh, I I forget the wrestler's name that he was working with, who who's done nothing in AEW. Um, but that's yeah. Yeah, he, he was just he cut like this really awkward promo about ending racism and it was just yeah, it was one of the those shitty moments in AEW where it's like Well don't you know it's yeah. it's always gonna be a white man who comes and ends racism for us. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was one thing that they were just like Although to be to be fair, Cody's pretty black. <laughs> <laughs> He gets the pass. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know that one. Daddy had Sapphire. He's got Brady. We're, we're talking. <laughs> I think he did a little better. If if, if Dusty called Sapphire. you on the phone, <laughs> look at these eyes. Yeah. All you can. Uh. <laughs> anyway, Cody is half Cuban yeah. and married to a black woman. Ben Grimm says. Yeah. There you go. Um, Big T, this is the second time that he's used this bully aspect in a promo. Yeah, and I know. It's just uh, like good. That probably helped you be a better man. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a hel- perfect moment to bring in Bully Ray? I was just like old school Bully Ray to just break MJF. 
Like, All right, if it's old school, I mean, well, you turn MJF like full baby face, and you just bring in like Bully Ray to bring back his asshole nature. It could be like Brian Knobs and Fit Finley in WCW where they did the whole training thing. Bully Ray's taking MJF out, and he's like, "Okay, go go shove that kid off his skateboard." Like, just like what those kids did to you, go do it to them. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're gonna take some whiskey into this AA. <laughs> they they pan out, stink jubes. <laughs> Oh my god. Now that would get people watching. Bully Ray helping MJF dis- rediscover his inner <laughs> asshole. That would be That's a weird awful. phrasing, but yeah. <laughs> I I never He's- wanted a forbidden door match more than after watching that promo. <laughs> I actually got you that that uh irritated, Todd. I don't know. It worked maybe, for me. Maybe but... it was the drugs. I was just like so annoyed. Cuz Wait, is that when, like, oh, I was like, okay, it's the 2000th, I'll watch it, or whatever the fuck it was. 200. And I had watched the Cody documentary, and I was like, I really like this. I'm going to watch Raw. And I watched Raw. Go figure. And then, like, the next day, I watched that AEW nonsense. Yeah, but you also had a cool comeback, which was pretty rad. Were you triggered when God feuded with Vince McMahon, too? I think he had a clear pick. I think he had a clear side he was on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I was, of course, obviously Team McMahon. I, I kept doing the... Um, He's the, not the only man who owns has a victory over God. Come on. I kept quoting Airheads and switching Lemmy with Vince McMahon. <laughs> like, false. McMahon is God. <laughs> uh, but, but anyway. So, so Schlack's got to change it to no McMahon, only Schlack. Yeah. <laughs> Do yourself a favor if you're looking up shitty wrestling stuff. Look up the uh, Cody ends racism promo. It's it's pretty. I believe he can do it now that I know he's also half Cuban. There you go. Um, so this is a fun little doc. I, I like the oh. the them just talking about Vince and Bruce Pritchard actually flying to Cody's house to get him back. Uh, which that is impressive. I don't know that that's ever happened. Uh, you know, certainly not in, in modern wrestling. Um, and I also like the home video footage at Christmas Eve, nineteen ninety nine. Dusty uh, just watching the Christmas story. Yeah. Fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always kind of cool to see, you know, those moments. Uh, and this kind of runs down uh, basically just Cody's career. I mean, I'm not going to run over the whole doc. I do think it's worth watching. It was nice watching it right before the Brock match at SummerSlam, which we'll talk about SummerSlam at the end uh, for a little bit. Um, but this was a good sort of rundown of his career and, and a really ballsy move because say what you will about Stardust. Stardust was featured on TV. It was I never like Stardust. Gonna, I yeah. Too. He killed it. I'm like, he made that, and they put it over in the dock. He he put everything into that character, and it came through. I mean, even if he hated it, he did that shit well. He did. But it was never going to take him to a world title. No, it was a mid-card. It's just like his brother. It was a mid-card yeah. spot. Which I find fucking bullshit. Can, a Goldust world champion run would have been fucking amazing for, for me. Well, maybe now in 2023 they could, they could let it happen, but Razor wasn't having any. <laughs> but like, right. bring that shit, <laughs> bring that shit. He never had the belt either, which is bullshit. But I'd be kind of curious what they would do with the Goldust character, like now. It, uh, 
if yeah. they really, you know, there's different angles they could go with it. Ben Grimm, I love the Stardust stuff with Green Arrow. Stephen Amell, heels back on air right now. And you know, like he he narrated the doc, which was cool. Yeah. I have to say, overall yeah. presentation, this is probably one of the best pieces they put together. I'm I sad I missed him at WrestleMania. I wish I would have looked for him. Um, and just the way it was put together, and like our 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 segues when we're doing each character, I thought it was put together great, and it it flowed really nice. I know, yes, some of it is you know homogenized through WWE's, you know, funnel. But, I mean, that's always how it's going to be. But I'm just talking overall the way it was put together. looked great, came off great. It was a great documentary. Couldn't even tell Ricky Starks was at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> so I was like, they edited around him pretty well. <laughs> it's. I think it's pretty wild right now how 2023 and, and 2024, still to come, of course, but was going to just have like a ton of jumps back and forth to WWE and AEW. And it doesn't look like it's any of that's happening. I know the elite just resigned, uh, which. Big T says this documentary was originally going to be a part of a three disc physical media set in the United States, but WWE has officially ended its physical media run. That You know what? I heard that a while ago, but they're still putting those pay-per-views on DVD at Walmart. In fact, the, uh, I think Night of Champions last time I was there I saw. So I don't know what's going on with that. I had heard like a couple years ago that they were getting ready to just finally call it, but they I haven't. know they I know they they didn't cuz they got that new distribution deal forever ago. But yeah. I I don't know now. Um but there's a difference between releasing a, an event and putting together a 3 disc pack. There's a little bit more work. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's than just slapping the disc on for Walmart. Yeah, I know they don't do Blu-rays anymore, but yeah, that's unfortunate. I liked their documentaries um, when they the with you know they threw them out on the disc. Um, the WrestleMania one for that first one, while definitely through a WWE lens, was still really good. <laughs> They've always put together really nice docs. I mean, there's a lot of great. I know WWE Hard Knocks is one of your favorite. The self destruction of the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> Ultimate Warrior one still blows my mind. How it's just like. Literally everybody thought he was a piece of shit. <laughs> like it, it gets all rosy all of a sudden, which I although not Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase, I think, is just like I'm just not going to talk about it anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but this is this was really good. I mean, it makes me invested right now in his hero's journey, and I mean. Right now, I don't see anybody leapfrogging him. Uh, WrestleMania certainly has to be Cody. It has to be Cody, and it has to be Cody dethroning Reigns. I did see online that since it's going to be in Philly, that they, they so I don't know if it's fantasy booking or if it was like a leak or whatever, but the reason Brock might have did the showmanship after, because he never does that, he might be the Mick to Cody's Rocky and like help Roman help Cody train to beat Roman. Like that, that would be kind of cool. I don't. Yeah, I, I. I think they're paying Brock a little bit too much to live. I don't see like Cody running and Brock like yelling at him. I can. You don't see vignettes of that. <laughs> Him up at his ranch, and Sable in the background. <laughs> yeah, if they're doing it, it's gonna be at his house. <laughs> yeah, it's just like he's like running along, like pulling Brock on like some fucking like thing, and it's like you tell me you can't see that. He's, He's locking like, up Sable. 
Brock just blows like some moose's head off. <laughs> he's, he's locking up Sable Macho Man style just in case. <laughs> Don't you look at Cody's just jogging with like Brock's kills on his shoulder. He's got like a dead moose and he's just like, he's like, finally now. colors on me again. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think uh, they should let him get color when he gets that title finally? Yeah, I think they should. I don't think I, they will, but I, 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 I think they, they might. An accident may happen, though. I, I could see Vince be like, "God, <laughs> that was his daddy's thing." I mean, well, it was Cody's thing too. Uh, unless oh. he can make himself bleed on the inside again. Huh? <laughs> we need to see Cody covered in in blood, and yeah, getting that's the. We'll get into some Romans will have no part of that, so maybe not. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get into SummerSlam. I mean, because that's that's part of the problem. It's like I don't believe Romans in danger. <laughs> at all like in anything he does right now so it's kind of like yeah just kind of waiting but um he just said that the rock recently did an interview with kevin hart and rock officially officially unofficially announced that he's going to be in wrestlemania in philadelphia well, he ain't he's got no movies to make he's kind <laughs> of done that though every year yeah i mean he's kind of like hinted at it uh, number one, even if they do now, I don't. I think you have to have Roman Cody. Um, I, they could do something where he sets it up for next year, possibly. Well, yeah. that could be the thing he's doing. He could do something after, like that. He lost the head of the table, like because he lost to Cody, and then you have the Rock. Yeah, I mean, I think Rock right now would. That would be. But these guys are also getting bored with that acting gigs. <laughs> yeah, I was so gonna we're gonna say. see. We're gonna see Rock Versita now. <laughs> <laughs> when's the next? When's the next Blood Money in the Bank? He'll show up. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was a good doc. I mean, they kind of go over Dusty's kids. I mean, which I'm sure that did legitimately bother him in in some ways. You know, Dusty. His impact just in his time, I mean, what, seven years, whatever it was in NXT, was huge. Like We're watching all of his people. They're All of his yeah. kids are at the top. Yeah, I mean, he just fostered the next generation, uh, which, like, wow. I mean, his impact in general, I mean, Mount Rushmore of wrestling, you got to consider Dusty up there because it's it just huge and huge over so many years. Um so sad doc when they go over, you know, Dusty's passing and everything, but uh, it makes you like Cody even more. Uh, I mean, I will pop huge when he does. Hopefully, fingers crossed, get the title. Uh, I think that will be a big moment. And honestly, you can make a, a strong case now for how it might have been a little too soon to do it at last WrestleMania. Yeah. So, I was saying this since the beginning. Second I don't chance. Know. They, they you take a risk, <laughs> though, on momentum. They watched the finish of the dock. They had a perfect one. <laughs> well, that's when we get part two. The American Nightmare. Drink, keep, dream on. <laughs> that that cell match, like, one of the coolest things WWE's done in a long time. Uh, unintentional, obviously. But, like, he had to be in hell. Oh, when he finally oh. admitted, I was lying through my teeth. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, you couldn't do it, do it any more damage, but it hurt. <laughs> I would be like 
probably we like, know his crying. Too. We would all be crying like a bitch. Just I ain't doing that chair. shit. I got a high just, pain tolerance. I, just I, sitting I, in a chair, let alone doing what he did in that match. I want to see so. Dan, Dan get a tattoo so bad. There we go, Dan. I'll, I'll leave you alone if you get our logo instead of a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make that happen. We can make that happen. Uh, but okay. let's talk briefly about SummerSlam. Let's get yeah. it over with. I fell asleep twice. It was actually videotape proof. <laughs> so you, you missed a little bit, but that's okay. Uh, I, I didn't. I it thought was it was too long, but I did enjoy it. But I also had a bunch of people over, a bunch of friends over I haven't seen in a while. So I think yeah. that factored in. Um, there were some blemishes and I, I didn't care for it. But overall, that was fine. Cut that shit down by an hour, though. Well, was it wasn't big. that long for past SummerSlams, though. But it's That's been longer than what we've had recently because usually they were three sure. hours. This was like what four, four and ch- some change. Three would have been, been around. Yeah. Um, That's why what, they cut matches. What was the match before the women? I'm trying to remember before the, the women. Seth have, and Finn Balor. Yeah, that was, Balor, me, yeah. that was putting me to sleep. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought they had a good match, and I the mean, women did too. I, I think. The the women's triple threat was, I think, definitely match of the night. Uh, I think Drew and and Gunther was match of the night for me. Uh, yeah, I take that back. Uh, yeah, ben Grimm, I like the Logan Paul Ricochet match. Yeah, so but I had a, that was fun. I asked Ozzy. I was like, so is Ricochet like finally over, or is he still just like Ricochet? I think the Logan Paul over. thing has helped him. People were bitching, oh, he had to lose to Logan Paul. I'm like, Logan Paul can't lose every match. And he's lost, so he needed that win. But I'm I saying it, they protected him with the knuckles. Him. Yeah. yeah, but I but I mean more of like, has he had any upward mobility? Are people just excited for this match because they know he's going to uh, flip around for Logan Paul? I think that uh, he has actually. I think okay. his promos have been a little bit better. I, I don't see them putting a you know world title on the guy, but yeah, I'd say he's bigger because of this Logan Paul stuff, 100. percent Yet I didn't fall asleep at all during the catch combat. They learned nothing. The from MMA? <laughs> yeah. That those matches do not work. I don't know why people still book that stuff. If Here's it's the not thing: a shoot. If it's not a shoot, what's the fucking point? The, the, all the rule was just no pinfall. They just yeah, make they it sound cool. MMA rules. Yeah, and then the, when the referee explained it on camera. Yeah. I'm pretty sure people weren't paying attention, so they didn't understand. Like, oh, it's just a no pinfall, tap or or, or knockout, which is but fine. They, I mean, they were laying it in. It's not that they fucked up or anything. Oh no, it's that just, there was that one shot to her, the face when I was the like, knee. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a couple stiff shots, but it, that doesn't play as well for a live audience. I, I see. They didn't give a shit. Oh no, they the, they were fucking quite a shit. Now I don't think you can't do it. I just think that's not the audience you can do it for. I think they would have ate this shit up on fucking Impact. I I think it should have been the fight Impact, pit. I'm sorry. AEW. Oh. I um, think it would have been the fight pit. It needed a cage. It needed a little more buildup than than just this. But uh, The return yeah. of Raw Underground. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it wasn't great. I'm, I'm not going to defend it. But I'm glad Shayna won because I fucking like her and I hope they treat her like a monster again. I'm glad too. I just don't think it does as much as it could have at one time. Uh, I think her, you know, tapping out Rhonda could have been 
a big deal. The problem is, ideally, they would have been a monster tag team and held those belts for a good run. They were supposed to, but remember, um, yeah, everything. One of them got hurt. Ronda, Ronda, yeah, yeah, everything got sped up, and you know, it is what it is. I think if they had like a real run to where they really seemed like they had those tag titles on a lock, then they lose it to a real team like Caden Carter. And uh, Katana Chance. Oh my god, did you see her botch the other? What was it? Money in the Bank or on a Raw where <laughs> she fucking slipped on one of the ropes and looked like a fish out of water? <laughs> <laughs> I like them. They feel like a real team. And that's, although at this point, it, the tag, women's tag titles are meaningless. Whatever, dude. Chelsea Green and Shayna. Uh, no, Shayna. Um, uh, the other lesbian. Sonia DeVille. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, again, that can be a good team, but like they, they've made the tag titles irrelevant, so they'll have to build them up. Hopefully, they're the ones to build it back up. Most of the yeah. titles are irrelevant, <laughs> and all the titles are ugly. I don't I, like no, any no, of the no. fucking titles. I'm gonna push back on that. You can push back all you want. This is an opinion. I think the Inter- Inter- intercontinental title means a lot right now. No, no, but no, again, no. visually, I think they look like shit. Oh, visual. Yeah. Sure. Well, no, I do. I do think they mean nothing minus IC and the Bromans. Universal. Yeah. Yeah. Now that was but one. In, issue but out of like twelve titles, that's two. Yeah. Suspense was an issue on this show because, like you said, uh, uh, Gunther is one month, I believe, exactly from today from breaking Honky Tonk Man's record. Break that shit. Bring it. You kind of knew where that match was going. It's great because Gunther might be the best thing in WWE right now, in my opinion. He slayed everything. Him and Cody are gonna. Him and Cody are gonna tear it down at a SummerSlam. Watch. Oh yeah. Oh, that will be a great fucking run. Ben Graham mentions LA Knight will bring prestige uh... to the titles. LA Knight, even though you hate him, Austin Theory right now is not yeah. working. Grayson Waller. I thought it was hilarious that someone asked the question because when he showed up in the Battle Royale, I'm like, why the fuck is Austin Theory a champion in a Battle Royale right now? And then someone asked it at the press conference. I'm like, thank you. (laughs) And then Triple H came up with some bullshit. Like, no, dude, he just needed a body. Don't be a fucking lying to me. Yeah. Honestly, just have LA Knight get that off of him. That That's definitely going to happen. Spot, What's, the ne- What's the next show? The next uh, pay-per-view, PLE. Pay- payback. Uh, I'll be down there for that. We'll get to watch Payback together. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have to watch a B show. <laughs> Is, hopefully it's not on a Saturday. Uh, they're all on a Saturday now. No, I thought summer's still now. Sunday. I think they're all Saturday yeah. except for WrestleMania, which is two days. Uh, uh, NXT we- happens on Sundays now. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, no guarantees. This did not feel as a whole like a number two pay per view, because honestly, the main event, yeah. number yeah, three, Roman and Jay, like it was an okay match. Don't get me wrong, but there was no suspense. Like, and I don't think it really made a whole lot of sense the turn there. Yeah, that that's the part I don't agree with. I'm like, this is yeah, a little weird. Like, I mean, sure. Just, like They'll, random, like okay, we need to do something. Well, no, well, he did say like before he kicked Roman in the face, like no, you're out, and he brought up all the list of bullshit. And then when Paul and Roman are like, well, when he got hurt, the first thing you did was ask for a title shot. So like that, they could, it, it can make sense. I just don't like what they chose. 
Yeah, I mean, they'll make sense of it, I suppose. But I, I think it's just, it's gone on too long now. I don't Ro agree with that. Roman is not dropping that belt until at least WrestleMania. They need a fresh opponent right now to feed him, at the very least. The, whoever that is has no chance of getting the belt, but they need somebody new to come in now. Honestly, if you're doing nothing else, let let Roman beat LA Knight. Give him a program. I mean, obviously, again, he's going to lose that one, but he's hot enough right now that people will respond to it. So, I don't know. Somebody like him. Just somebody. He, he did botch the shit out of a move on Friday, though, and then they repeated it on at the paper, the PLE, the jump to the top rope oh, from yeah. the ground. They fucked that up majorly on Friday, but I was glad to see that they, they corrected themselves. Uh, Big T, LA Knight is this generation. Zack Ryder fans are beyond. <laughs> LA Knight is this generation. Zack Ryder fans are beyond. Behind him. Fans are behind him. They believe him. Give him the ball and see how far he can run with it. I think they need to just do exactly what they did with Zack Ryder. Just never let him get it. <laughs> Somebody gets over and everybody's got all these reasons why he shouldn't be pushed. Oh, he's just copying the rock. Who the fuck cares? He's over. So you like, oh, he's just the rock and stone cold. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and it works. That's not my beef. No, he sounds like a fucking he does a shitty wrestler promo. Sounds like a wrestler doing a promo. I hate that. See, I like that. I don't get it all the time. Even if you don't like it, you can't deny it's working. He's never denied it. I never said it was or wasn't. I just don't give a shit. It's if not working for him. Booking, you'd yeah. really not push him though. Right no, now, I would I wouldn't even book him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, yeah. well, let's wrap. All right, guys. So before we wrap, uh we will of course be I don't know, we're recording a lot of shows, so I'm jumbled right now. Nothing else is live today, Dan. Nothing else live today, but patreon.com slash flesh features uh, slash Tober is uh, upon us. It's coming up soon. We will have an announcement of the slash Tober lineup coming up soon on Patreon. So check that out. And uh, yeah, uncut interview with Soul Taker also up on Patreon right now. You can also listen to the uh, edit slightly edited <laughs> more than slightly edited version right now on YouTube. And I think that's all we got for you for tonight, guys. Thanks for watching and we will see you here next time. Mr. Todd. What a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. Uh, all lives matter. I'll see you in Disneyland. <laughs>